Hello, everybody, and welcome to Eliminated, a Royal Rumble podcast where we take a look at the inconsistencies of the Royal Rumble match. Now, Jim, uh, as you talked about in the previous episode, you are beginning your own, I I guess we could call it a three-part saga of Shawn Michaels. (laughs) Right, the, what do they call it, the, um, the Shawn Michaels, no, it's definitely a triangle. Yeah. It's a Shawn Michaels triangle of hate. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to this one and the next two, so if you're if someone's listening that's a biggest Shawn Michaels fan, you're not gonna like me by the time that third episode rolls around. Guys, welcome to the beginning of what I would consider possible. Well, at least when when I'm living, the shittiest decade in wrestling, the 2010s. And Bill, I feel like because even when we look at Royal Rumbles. There's, finding a good one in the 2010s was really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Even the ones we haven't done, we already know are bad. Right. Um, so, but this is the start. Now, the question is, is did they at least get off to a good start? Right. We'll find out. And Bill, why don't you introduce our guest and then please continue with what you were going to say. Okay. Well, our guest uh, this time around is from Nashville, Tennessee. Please welcome Battle. Thank you guys for uh, allowing me to invade your podcast uh, for this. Hopefully I don't screw it up, and hopefully I can come back again. So we'll see what happens. Uh, We're usually pretty good with invaders. (laughs) No, but what I was going to say was, uh, with what you had said, Jim, I think maybe mainstream-wise, this might be the worst decade since wrestling has become mainstream. I mean, I would consider indies, too. Well, you know what? You're right. Maybe not like towards the later part of the 2010s for indies. Certainly now, though. Mm-hmm. Um, what were your thoughts? What were you doing? That? Well, first, Battle, let's start with uh, the question I ask all of our guests. Um, give us a history of your pro wrestling watching. You know, what did you follow? How long have you followed pro wrestling? Give us some background on yourself. Um, so let's see. I started re- watching wrestling at a very, very young age. I really got hooked. When I guess my dad took me to Monday Night Raw way back in the day, and this is the greatest thing in the world because I was at the Raw the night that China they introduced China. She jumped over the guardrail and flung Terry Runnels around like a rag doll. Um, so ever since then, I got hooked. I you know being in Nashville, it's history. I spent most of my life at the fairgrounds watching wrestling when it was NWA TNA. I was there every Wednesday night for all the tapings. And then, you know, being 30 now, I have plenty of friends that are local wrestlers, got connections with some some bigger name guys. And, I've, you know, my wife makes fun of me for watching wrestling, but now I'm getting my uh, two kids involved in wrestling now. So, <laughs> um, And she got to experience her first wrestling live wrestling event this past Saturday when we went to Smackville Live, which was in Nashville. And uh, she made fun of me even more while we were sitting there because as a 30-year-old wrestling fan, I got excited on certain things, and she just, you know, made fun of me. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so do you? how much did you, without going into detail, how much did you remember about the 2010 Royal Rumble? So... I remember a few, uh, quite a few things. I think the one thing that stood out to my mind was the Shawn Michaels things going back to your podcast. 
Um, I, if I remember correctly, this was the one that if Shawn Michaels won, he went on to face Undertaker again at WrestleMania. Well, it was it wasn't exactly. Or, it was more of like it was more because Undertaker, I believe, was the champion. So since you win the Royal Rumble, you that's what makes it happen. It wasn't necessarily that's it. Yeah, which is garbage, but we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. So, um, Bill, there's a you, I couldn't believe. This may be one of the Royal Rumbles that we've ever done that has the most pre-Rumble skits. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm even trying to remember who was there. I think Punk had one. Yeah, Punk, uh, Punk had one. Well, here, I got some, some of the other ones here. Okay. We had a Crime Time, Great Kali, Teddy Long, Tiffany segment. Oh, jeez. <laughs> For the uh, for the numbers, uh, which to be honest with you, it I was probably the most excited about this segment because of the fact it brought in a reference that can only fit in this particular time period. At one point, I believe it was Teddy Long sings "Pants on the Ground" from American Idol. Pants on the ground, pants on the ground, looking like a fool with your pants on the ground. I'm like, there's no no other year would anyone get this except for this time (laughs) period. I love that song. Battle, are you you aware of Pants on the Ground? Uh, Yes. So when that song came out, I was DJing at a uh, skate center. And Mm. we had a, a problem with a lot of people sagging. And so we would, I would play that song in the skate center and I would call out every single kid that was sagging in there. And <laughs> our security officers would go and zip tie every kid's pants up. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best for me is remembering, I believe the guy that sang it. And again, this was the American Idol auditions. Because mm-hmm. at the time, I'm pretty sure I had an American Idol show on internet radio. Um I believe the guy was a general. I want to say his name was General Platt, P-L-A-T-T. I apologize if I'm getting that incorrect. Um, I just think it's funny that he's the one. And it was during the auditions. And I remember, I think at the end of the season, they had him show back up on the finale. So that was probably my favorite segment. Um, after the after Long Sing's Pants on the Ground, um, the Miz interrupts. Uh, he says some shit. I didn't care. Um, Cody and Randy have a segment. Cody says that DB. Okay. Cody says that Ted DiBiase Jr. is gunning for Orton. And then later on, you kind of get the, um, the opposite thing where DiBiase Jr. is saying that Cody's gunning for Orton. Mm -hmm. Uh, then there's also a big show in Chris Jericho segment and our truth comes in. Uh, there is a Kane, Shawn Michaels and Triple H segment. Um, and then I wrote, I always hated the Shawn Michaels. I need another match with Undertaker storyline. Um, and that's all I have for pre-Rumble. Do you guys have any thoughts on any of the pre-Rumble stuff? No. You're, you're basically your typical WWE at this point in time. Although usually, Bill, I feel like they all the stuff that I said... They would try to combine into one segment, not, I mean, that was, let me see, how many? That was like five or six segments. Oh, wow. 
That's what I mean. I think that's the most. Uh, who's that calling? Uh, it might it might actually be Shawn Michaels. Oh, okay. He wants to get in already. <laughs> it's right. probably it's probably pants on the ground guy <laughs> right now. If we're honest, I would love to talk to pants on the ground guy. I, I mean, don't go, really care to talk. Going back to what you said, his name is uh, Larry Platt, and he was a uh, civil rights activist general. I knew, I knew there was a general involved, yes. So maybe because he's a general, he's got a wiretap somewhere in y'all's house, and he knows <laughs> that we're talking about pants on the ground right now. You know what's funny is, like, given the choice, I definitely would rather talk to General Platt over Shawn Michaels. <laughs> I can say that <laughs> And, uh, and, the, and the crazy thing is, side note, it was uh, back in 2006 or 10, it was number 46 on the Hot 100 Billboard charts. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, Bill, maybe I'll run into it on my other show. Now that's what I call podcasting. It's good. Get um, him and William hung together and let's go on tour. Oh, my oh, gosh. What, what, a, what a group. <laughs> uh, and the, you know what the other, I'm going to bring another American Idol reference in. And... The I am your brother guy. Yes. I am your brother, your best friend forever. I want all of these. What? You know what? They should do something like that. Get like the the not like the like nine people, like how they do or how they used to do the American Isle tour with just like the top eight. Mm-hmm. They just bring eight randos back and just go on tour, go to the big cities. Um, Bill, what's going on in the world of wrestling during this time? Okay. Well, during this time of American Idol, uh, the current WWE champion is Sheamus. The world heavyweight champion is The Undertaker. The, I can't believe we're actually going to say this, ECW champion is Christian. Although that's not going to last much longer because ECW is going to be done within like three weeks the tag team champions are dx triple h and Shawn michaels the divas title is currently vacant uh melina sustained a torn acl after she had the greatest match of all time with alicia fox um okay i'm just joking about that. i was gonna say is that real? i was gonna I say alicia fox is like long gone no, i know but uh but currently at this time the title is vacant uh, the Intercontinental Champion is Drew McIntyre, and the United States Champion is The Miz. Meanwhile, in Impact, the current Impact Champion is AJ Styles. The Tag Team Champions are Hernandez and Matt Morgan. Hmm. The X Division Champion is Doug Williams. The Knockouts Champion is Tara the Knockouts Tag Team Champions are Awesome Kong and Hamada. And the current Legends Global Television King of the Mountain, we can't figure out what's the name of this championship, is Rob Terry. And Rob Terry. Rob Terry, yep. Good old Robbie. And in Ring of Honor, your current world champion is Austin Aries. The current Tag Team Champions are the Briscoe Brothers. Mm. And they're going to introduce their television title within about a month and a half. So, Who becomes the first champion? Since you mentioned it, we might as well say uh, it. Eddie Edwards. Okay. Um, so, also, and I'm, I'm going to bring this of note. We are fresh off of when 
I believe Impact is uh, going head to head on Mondays. Yeah, I believe they started that on January fourth. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty fresh. Unfortunately, it didn't work out, and then we had to wait on almost another ten years before there could be some kind of viable alternative. Um, we'll see how that one goes. Mm-hmm. Um, Battle. What were you doing in your life in two thousand ten? Uh, let's see, 2010, I was, uh, in college, I still was watching wrestling, and, uh, yeah, I was just still in college, so, nothing, nothing exciting in 2010 for me. Nothing too thrilling. Okay. No, nothing, nothing that stands out was like, oh, 2010 was a great year. Right, like, I didn't get married, or I didn't, like, yeah, it's just kind yeah. of there for you. There is about none of that. I think, well, no, I take that back. I think that was the year that I met Hulk Hogan in a parking lot. <laughs> really? How did that go? So, it was, like, oh, the most it. random, like, most random thing, and I'm trying to look back in my, I guess, photo memories. Um, we were driving around, nope, that was four years later, sorry, that was 2014. But anyway, the Hogan story was, in Nashville, I don't know what he was doing, but we were driving around near uh, my work over there on Music Row, and there was this big like RV trailer just in a random parking lot, and somebody's like, hey, Hulk Hogan's in there. And of course, me being the person that I am, I was like, no, he's not. So we, me and a couple other big wrestling fans that I work with went over there, and I knocked on the door, and sure enough, he comes stumbling out, eyes bloodshot red, puts his gun, sunglasses on, and he's like, hey, brother, and I about to die. <laughs> Like, I was like, I could just die right now. It's perfectly fine. You should have tried to roll him up. I thought about it, but I was, I think at the time there, I don't know who the girl was with him, but I think that was when him and his wife were kind of going through some stuff. Oh, okay. That girl did not look like his wife, Mm. Uh, but who knows? What are you doing? What are you doing, brother? What are you doing down there? (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Uh, All right. So let's talk about almost time for the rumble. Managers are allowed. Mm-hmm. Our announcers are Cole, Lawler, and Stryker. And I believe they had the term used the most star studded. Oh yeah. It was in the big it was in the intro of the entire pay-per-view. Mm. This is the most star studded Royal Rumble of all time. Like we haven't heard that term enough, Bill. And then before they go into the video package for the match, Michael Cole says that the Royal Rumble is WWE's all star game. All right, let's take a look at these all-stars then. Uh, <laughs> Bill, um, okay, I guess let's get into it. Let's start the clock. Uh, Battle, unless you have anything to add before we start this Royal Rumble discussion. I just would like to add that it is very weird to see CM Punk with chest hair in the Royal Rumble match. <laughs> just throwing that out there with no chest tattoos, and and we'll get to what I think about Drew McIntyre in the match too. So. Great. I'm looking forward to it. All right, so no home run derby, no slam dunk contest, so let's get right into this all-star. Uh, entries 1 through 5, 1, Dolph Ziggler, 2, Evan Bourne, 3, CM Punk, 4, JTG, and 5, The Great Khali. And I have, during this segment, eliminated Bourne, Ziggler, and JTG, and we'll start the discussion off with battle. Man, it's it's kind of crazy to see all these guys in this uh, Royal Rumble match, and you look and think, okay, who is still in the the I guess quote unquote big leagues for WWE? Um, 
Well, I think what's interesting about this show in particular, when you think about that, it's pretty much a decade, especially when this is going to air. Right. And the, the crazy thing is, is you sit there and, you know, who who I thought when he first came out, I thought Evan Bourne was going to be a great asset to the company. Like, he brought that high-flying stuff, the, 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 oh, and then it's like, what, what just happened? But... Mm-hmm. Um, and something else that kind of stood out to me, and as I'm sitting here watching the rumble in the background, there is a sign that says, Shave Me Punk. Shave Me. And instead of Save Me, it's Shave Me. I, oh, yeah. I think that's, that's that time when he did the straight edge thing, and that bald head girl was there wearing side with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's what that meant. Oh, okay. I didn't get that at first. Okay. But it threw me off at first, because then I was like, why? And then it dawned on me, so... Mm-hmm. I had the note Evan Bourne. I remember that guy. And then I had Ziggler. Ugh. That's my note. Uh, oh, and another one is just typical WWE stereotyping a black guy and making him JTG. By the way, remember, this is the All-Star game. I'm glad they finally acknowledged JTG's an All-Star. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's about all I got for that one. Speaking of All-Stars... Um, I do like how Punk wants to save people, but specifically, I like when Punk says to Kali, I can make you greater. And it made me think, the greatest Kali? <laughs> oh, man. That, yes, that. I don't, I don't get. Mm, yeah, we'll just let it be. You know, with Kali, I actually have this in my notes. I could see great Kali actually being straight edge. I could. I could too. I really could. <laughs> um, I I was really surprised about how early Punk came out. I I remember it being early, but I didn't remember it being number three. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's so good on the mic. He really is. I, I, I mean, he always was, but at this point in time, it's starting to get better. Um, right. And then Matt Stryker at one point refers to Serena as Punk's Mary Magdalene. And then I had to ask myself, is Punk Jesus? What To wrestling fans, he is. To a lot of fans, he is. So can you explain to me? I know I've heard the term. Who is that again? Mary Magdalene? Yeah. Okay. So I'm about to go... Isn't that Jesus' mom? No. Is it? No, that's the very no. one. Okay, this is the uh, this is the only time I'm ever going to give religious on this show. So. Yes. <laughs> so we should have done. We should have recorded this on a Sunday. <laughs> My parents are going to be so proud of me that I talked about this. I'm excited about this. Go ahead. I'm okay. pr- I'm, I'm praying right now. I'm in the so, prayer position. Basically, Mary Magdalene was alive at the time of Jesus, and she was caught. Pretty much, I guess you could say she was like a prostitute back then, and mm-hmm. somebody caught her, and they were going to kill her. They were going to stone her to death, mm-hmm. and Jesus is over there with his disciples, and he s- says, he who has not sinned shall cast the first stone, and nobody throws a stone at her, and basically, she thanks Jesus and starts to follow him. Hmm. Okay. What a good guy that Jesus is. I, um. <laughs> did, hey, did you know that Jesus built my hot rod? 
I already know where this is going. Sorry, just had to say the title of that song. I mean, that's just like my reaction to this next Laurel line. Who's going to save CM now? CM? Has anyone ever called CM Punk for <laughs> CM? short CM? <laughs> Who's going to save CM? <laughs> Bill, what else do you have for this segment? I'm sure you got more. Um, JT, I liked JT. I, I'll be honest. I liked Crying Time as a tag team. I mean, he's an all-star. He is. But him and Shad were really good. But poor JTG, he's not much of a threat in this match. I felt bad for him. I remember when he at one point had, like, I think it was his Twitter account, was keeping track of how many days he wasn't on TV. Yes. That was great. Yes. Now, what do you think about JTG? Like I said earlier, that was just, that's in the time that WWE just kind of like pigeonholed him and was like, look, we're going to make you a star, but we're going to make you like the most stereotypical black guy that we can. You're going to come out, pants sagging, bandanas, Timberlands, and you're going to be a rapper. And I'm like, wow, way to go, WWE. And they're still doing it today. Look at the Street Profits. Mm. And that, you know, speaking of Street Profits, that's who, when I first saw them, I was like, wow, we get Crime Time 2.0, but better dressed. I don't think I've seen the Street Profits, so I cannot chime in on this. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, what else do you have for this segment, Battle? Anything else? Uh, I think that that's kind of about it. It's just, it's kind of, you know, 10 years, you know, over a decade, and it, it's crazy to see who's still in the company and how you know, they did in this match. Right. Bill, how much time do we have left on the clock? We have 55 seconds. All right, great. Um, Why don't you tell me if you were to put JTG and Evan Bourne into a tag team, what would the tag team name be? Ooh. Battle, you can chime in on that one too if you have a good one. Are we going to go with WWE stereotypes? I don't care what you do. I mean, would they? Maybe. <laughs> high, high, high flyers. Okay. Um, Just, I'm close on that one. I'm thinking high time. I like. I kind of like high time better. It, it's close. Like you almost <laughs> had the same idea. And you, as I and you also have to do H Y E. Yeah. That's how yeah. it has to be. Um. Okay. So how much time do we have left? Oh, there it is. <laughs> Let's go into our next group of five, six through ten, six Beth Phoenix, seven Zack Ryder, eight Triple H, nine Drew McIntyre, ten Ted DiBiase. And I have during this segment eliminated Kali, Phoenix, Ryder, and Punk, and we start the discussion off this time with Bill. Uh, Beth Phoenix coming in is a good surprise at the time, and I think it still is. Uh, Kali's trying to be a gentleman. He doesn't want to hurt Beth. He knows that, you know, she, you know, Beth's a woman. He doesn't want to hurt her. But Beth gives him the good old Greco-Roman tongue lock. And, you know, that's the way she gets rid of him from the match. And then, and I want to point this out because, Jim, I want to see if you remember this. I did not. Okay. Zack Ryder comes out. They know where you're going with this. Go ahead. Matt Stryker mentions 
that Ryder's theme is on track 11 of the <laughs> WWE. I, know. I was I like, think I think he's right. I don't when even said, remember. Well, here's the thing. When I heard him say it, I said to myself, well, I at least know that it is on the last half. There's no way it was on like the first half of that CD. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what? I never really looked to verify it, but I, I think he's right. Yeah, that sounds definitely right because that was um, that was I believe volume ten. You could be right, and I think that was the one that we didn't like. And I think Riders was like the only song I liked, other than like one other song. Mm-hmm. And so I remember Riders being towards the end because I was like, oh, I have to always skip to the end because that's the only song I like. I mean, little did I know, then we'd get CFO dollar sign, and then no songs would be good anymore, except for, like, two. And you are correct. Uh, it is on volume 10 of the WWE to music. That's right. Let's discuss pro wrestling albums. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, also, from they, they say from ECW, Zack Ryder, and I love Zack, but that just sounds wrong to me. <laughs> <laughs> Battle, what do you got? Why don't you chime in on something here? Um... So, side note, I actually bought all those albums from when WWE put out the theme songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I had them in my CD booklet in the car. Um, so, don't judge. But it, uh, We're not. We're the last <laughs> people that would judge on that because we did a whole podcast series about that. We did that a whole movie. year of our lives that we're not going to get back. Let's Discuss oh, Pro Wrestling Albums was the name. Unfortunately, it's not available anywhere now. But, I mean, we did it. And that included all of the... Uh, TNA albums that oh, included ECW's albums, WCW albums, and Chikara. Oh, oh wow. Uh, yeah, I, I think the thing that did stand out like you've already talked about was when they said Zack Ryder of ECW, and it's just, it's weird um, that when I sit here and think of ECW, I don't think Zack Ryder. I think more Tommy Dreamer, Sandman, RVD, Sabu. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I I think what is Beth Phoenix was what the second woman for Royal Rumble matches China maybe Yes yeah that was, China was the first Beth was the second and then there was a very unnecessary third Yeah um, um yeah the putting Beth Phoenix in there it, it just kind of showed it and you knew cuz I think at the time that was when Kali was like was that the time that he was in love with her Yes. Okay. So you knew that, like you said, he wasn't going to hurt her. She wasn't going to eliminate, or he wasn't going to eliminate her. But you knew, like I was sitting there thinking, okay, when she eliminated Kali, I was like, okay, how much longer before she's going to stay in there? Because I know this is just a novelty factor for right now. Because at the time, WWE wasn't high on women wrestling. So there was no way that she was going to last very long in that match. Mm -hmm. I have on my side that... You know, Punk was doing really good and got a lot of momentum. And then here comes the momentum killer. (laughs) Best. Triple H comes in. It's burial time. Ironically, a year and a half before he buries Punk for real. And Triple H eliminates Punk because it's the best. And then somebody said that there's a lot of animosity between the two. And I wrote, that is an understatement. (laughs) <laughs> and he, he, I sat there and I, I do think that was kind of the start of Punk's mic skills because every time he eliminated someone he was on that mic mm-hmm. um, and then you know to see 
I guess Drew McIntyre then compared to now. Like, look, he literally looks like he just got his driver's license in this match. <laughs> no beard, no ponytail. Looks like he's straight out of Ohio Valley wrestling. He's the chosen one. Is that what he was going yeah, by? That at this point, yeah, this is he's the chosen one. The chosen he one never have works out here either. <laughs> the chosen one thing I don't feel like never works out. Although Drew technically does have a chance to still make it work out because he's still there. Mm-hmm. But I think like Elijah Burke was the chosen one that didn't really work out. I feel like there was maybe one or two others that were a chosen one. Was. Was and I know that he's later in the Royal Rumble, but was Chris Masters? Was he? Or I don't think he was officially a chosen one, but they certainly pushed him like hell. By the way, at one point, Punk's mouth is bleeding. When did that happen? That's what I was trying to figure out when I sat there because it was right about the time the whole Triple H came in and Punk, and I was like, I don't know where that happened. Right, uh, Bill. Do you have an answer for this? No, I don't. I'm I'm trying to remember, but I can't pinpoint it. Bill, write CM Punk on social media right now and say <laughs> we need to know <laughs> when did you bleed <laughs> on the 2010 Royal Rumble? <laughs> He's probably gonna block me. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I, I get. Can I say this? I guarantee you, he probably would not be expecting that question. <laughs> When it comes I to wrestling, got Meltzer's like, reply back from the '94 Rumble. Wait, what'd you do? Remember when we did the '94 Rumble, and he said about the hotline that it was the like the most disgusting promotional tactic he's ever seen. Yeah, is that the one where with another with uh, fucking Shawn Michaels? Yeah, the one where he where where they say uh, vote if you want him to be suspended, and the fans voted for him to be suspended, yeah. and. Yeah, he came back. Yeah. You literally took people's money to vote on a poll that you didn't even acknowledge. Yeah. yeah. That is disgusting. I also blame Shawn Michaels. Back to me. <laughs> um, Come on. Battle, what else you got for this segment? Anything else? Um, uh, Let's see. I, 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 I was one of those people that did spend money on um, calling in on the poll, by the way. And I had to lie to my parents. <laughs> Uh, oh, there we go. Whew. All right. Uh, 11 through 15. 11, John Morrison. 12, Kane. 13, Cody Rhodes. 14, MVP. 15, Carlito. And I have during this segment eliminated no one. Um, I think, if, as long as neither of you two mind, let's talk about the rest of the card during this segment All as right. well as this actual segment. Yeah. Um, so, what else happened during this card, Bill? Okay, well, we had a dark match. Um, hopefully Those there's no footage of the match I'm about to say. Wait, were there any qualifiers for this thing? No, I couldn't find any qualifiers. Ugh. I know, we, we all like the qualifiers. I love the qualifiers, especially in now that we know in 2019, qualifying doesn't even matter. Yeah. In the dark match, the Bella Twins, Eve Torres, Gail Kim, and Kelly Kelly... Defeated Alicia Fox, Jillian Hall, Katie Lee Birchall, Maurice, and Natalia. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, Christian beat Ezekiel Jackson to stay ECW champion. The Miz defeated MVP to stay the U.S. champion. 
Sheamus defeated Randy Orton by disqualification to stay WWE champion. Mickey James defeated Michelle McCool in 20 seconds to win the women's title. Great. And The Undertaker defeated Rey Mysterio to stay the world heavyweight champion. Uh, I believe you um, introduced Mickey James wrong. Oh, Piggy James. Oh, the name. No. Oh, I'm sorry. The Native American Music Award Hall of Famer, Mickey James. <laughs> Greatest award of all time. Battle, are you aware of that? I am not aware of it. I just literally found out the other day that she was married to Nick Aldis. Yeah. That I knew. That I did not know because I had reached out on Twitter to have her come on the show, and she said she would. And I was like, who is Mickey Aldis? And then, <laughs> then it kind of... Then when I saw, I was like, "Oh, Nick Aldis, got it." I'm got surprised. It. I'm surprised Aldis isn't a working name. That's that's what's crazy is now wrestlers are going with like their real names, and I'm. I, it's so hard for me to try to keep up. Right. Because I, I mean, finally, I finally figure out a wrestler's name, and then they're like, "Oh, by the way, my name is Sarah Smith," and I'm like, "Who the fuck is Sarah?" Smith? <laughs> 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 uh, Donald, what do you think about the rest of the card? I mean, I know I, not to go too in deep, but what Bill read, does any of that sound familiar? Do you have any thoughts on what Bill was saying? Um, the I guess the one that really stood out to me is going back to at this time was ECW, Christian being the ECW champion. The, mm-hmm. I, when I hear ECW champion, Sandman, uh, Carino, Sabu, RVD. Right. Um, I don't see Christian as the, <laughs> as the hardcore extreme championship champion, you know? Right. And then it's like Ezekiel Jackson. Once again, Vince guy, big, swole, black guy. And then he wasn't going to get the, the, the title. Mm-hmm. And they pair him up with William Regal, which is like, Why? Well, for my, well, here's something else that's very un-ECW. Wasn't Regal the com, like the uh, authority figure for ECW? Yeah, he was the authority figure. <laughs> I think he was like the commissioner. Right. So, yeah, very, very un-ECW-ish. But it, what's, what's funny about that is because I'm looking at Wikipedia right now, and that was actually, besides the Royal Rumble, that was the second longest match of the night. What wow. was the Christian and Ezekiel match. Wow. Really? Wow. It was, according to Wikipedia, it was timed at 11 minutes and 59 seconds. All right. So now going into the segment for the Rumble, uh, Kane comes out and starts by going on the top rope, which I thought was weird. Mm-hmm. And then we have Miz attacking MVP on his entrance. Uh, Bill, what do you have for this segment? Um, Cody comes out. And they, and they have the uh, legacy theme. And the only part you hear is, It's a new day! And my only thought was, Oh boy, wait till five years from now. <laughs> um, let's see, what else did I have for this? No reaction for Carlito when he comes out. For Carlito. Oh my god. He Remember when we did the 06 Rumble, Jim? And he mm-hmm. was like among the final like five or six guys in that match. Yeah. And now he's nothing at this he's, point. 
garbage. Nothing. It's too bad. I mean, he. how low can he go? <clears throat> what would you say should we consider like a low point for someone in these Royal Rumbles? Because I already have an idea in my head of who, like what kind of performance it should be. Um, it would be if you make it towards like maybe the final five or six mm-hmm. and then in a future rumble you get eliminated in less than a minute. Okay, I'm gonna give you what I thought what I thought um it should be the standard of blow. The two thousand two Royal Rumble, Diamond Dallas Page. Oh yeah. Where you don't even get acknowledged you don't even get an instant replay showing that you were eliminated. Yep. You just kind of get a throwaway line. Um, Battle, what else do you got for the segment? Um, I thought how quick MVP lasted in the Royal Rumble. Um, <laughs> literally, you know, he he's hurt. So I'm thinking when I first saw this, I was like, maybe this is the time WWE's feeling very high on this guy and he's going to come back later and be the winner. But no, he just comes out and, uh, you know, yeah, that's another one they missed the boat with. And he's he's still wrestling. He is like, we went to a thing at Arrow Lucha, and it was a local thing here. And he was he's still going, and he still got it. And there was so much. Like I was very surprised that he, he never got the big belt. He got the mid card belts. Hmm. Um, but. You know, that that was kind of the thing that, that stood out. I was also a little disappointed that Carlito did not have the apple, but I don't that wasn't I don't think that was the time. Was that when he was doing the, the Apple gimmick in two thousand ten or was that later? They might have passed it. Okay, 16 to 20 now. 16 to Miz, 17 Matt Hardy, 18 Shawn Michaels, 19 John Cena, 20 Shelton Benjamin. And I have during this segment eliminated Miz, MVP, Matt, Kane, Carlito, Cody, DiBiase, Morrison, McIntyre, Triple H, and Benjamin. We start the discussion off with battle. Um, I, I, The thing that stood out to me was how how bad Matt Hardy got eliminated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> his little hobble walk that he does and then just drilled right over the top rope. Mm-hmm. Um, that that kind of stood out to me. Um, let's see. You had Shawn Michaels eliminated in this match. You, just It just goes to show, and I know that you're doing the, the thing about Shawn Michaels, but it just goes to show like Shawn Michaels' showmanship of how he can paint the picture and tell a story in the ring and just seeing like his response to being eliminated. Oh yeah. No, he's definitely a great, definitely a great in ring. I will never deny he's a great in ring wrestler, but I will say he's a garbage person. Yes. And, and this was the time when he was big into, I guess this was the time when he was the Jesus Shawn Michaels. Um, I mean, I question that too. (laughs) This was like when he was like God first kind of thing. Um, you know, it, it was an interesting thing, but the, I think the thing that stood out to me was 
was Batista really supposed to eliminate Shawn Michaels? Because going back watching it, like it looks like he was trying to hold on to that rope and maybe somebody else was supposed to eliminate him. No, I, I mean, we'll get to that because that's the next yeah. segment. That's a later segment. We'll talk more about that when we but get yeah. there. But um, uh, yeah. So I, I did, one of them said, one of the announcers said at one point, Triple H is the new favorite. And I said, of course, he's married to the boss's daughter. He's <laughs> always the favorite. The I don't uh, know. Not yeah. to cut you off, Jim, but I remember sure. going into it, I was thinking, Sean's going to win this. I really did. Oh, no way. I like, was, the, we'll talk about that later, too. Yeah. Um, Am I exact? Well, no, please continue. Like, why you thought Sean was going to win, but I'll tell you, it just doesn't come into play now why I knew 100% that the winner, who the winner would be. Yeah. I mean, I called it weeks before this even happened, this match. Um, at one point, and I realized it as soon as I was watching this match, who knew this would happen, we had three former Impact World Champions in the ring at the same mm. time. McIntyre, Morrison, and Hardy. Okay. And ironically, I didn't like any of their three reigns. Because <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure Broken Matt Hardy did not win the title. I think he won the title before he was broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when he was broken, it was more about the tag team with him and Jeff. Right. So he wasn't really a singles guy. Um, at one point, we get down to Shawn Michaels and Triple H. John Cena comes in. We get a double five-knuckle shuffle, which I thought looked stupid. The way he jumped, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Um, Triple H gets that anything that John Cena does looks stupid. Uh, I guess that's a fair point, but I mean, maybe because this, this jumped out at me because how many times in his career has he ever done a double five knuckle shuffle? Yeah, can't be that much. I don't think. At at one point, Matt Stryker calls him the most controversial figure in WWE history, and I wrote, Cena is as controversial as Ronald McDonald. What makes him controversial? I in guess, their eyes. I, in my eyes? In their eyes. Oh, probably the fans booing him. Okay. But that's... Okay, to be controversial, I feel like you have to do something or say something that goes against the grain. He doesn't really do anything that goes against the grain, at least. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah I don't I understand. understand battle, you, maybe Battle can give an, uh, uh, a take on this. What do you think? Uh, you know, being a wrestling fan now, I'm not a Cena fan. Um, right. But having two kids, they're big Cena fans. And I always thought Cena was just overrated to begin with. Sure. Um, and just anything, it, it, it bothers me that Cena can just come back anytime he wants and he gets the pop because it's like, oh, ratings suck and we haven't been selling t-shirts. Let's bring Cena back. Mm-hmm. Um, but how is he controversial in your opinion? I think, you know, I don't really know if he's controversial. I know that there's some backstage issues with Cena that has gotten people fired. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But we wouldn't see that on the air. See, that's what I'm trying to understand is where WWE is getting the word controversial from. Yeah. That's my problem right now. But that's, I I don't see him being a controversial person. Um, I just see us older fans hating him. Right. Agreed. Um, But I don't think he ever, even when his thug life stuff, there wasn't, I mean, some of his raps were controversial. Right. But he wasn't, he wasn't thug life John Cena at this point in time. Correct. Yes. And and I agree with everything you say. Again, my issue is what, how does W like, I would want to know from the booking team or whoever I was like, how is he controversial? Because again, I feel like to be controversial, you'd have to be um, saying something that a majority of people would disagree with or do something a majority of people disagree with. Again, I'm just, I don't know why I'm hung up on this, but I am because it's bullshit and I don't think they're using the word wrong. What are your thoughts? I mean, you can see our interpretation of controversial is pretty easy. But WWE's interpretation could be woven so many times in so many different ways that it wouldn't even make sense. Mm -hmm. So I guess whatever they think is controversial to the, the casual WWE fan will probably agree with it. However, unlike the three of us, we know, you know, it's not really controversial at all. They're just saying it to just say it. Hmm. Okay. Twenty-one through twenty-five. Twenty-one, Yoshitatsu. Twenty-two, Big Show. Twenty-three, Mark Henry. Twenty-four, Chris Masters. Twenty-five, R-Truth. And I have, during this segment, eliminated Tatsu, Masters, Henry, and Big Show. And we start the discussion off this time with Bill. Okay. I was looking at the uh, list here of the entrants, and I was doing a little bit of math. There's only three representatives of ECW in this match. (laughs) The combined time of all three representatives is under two minutes. Yep. So who who are the three? It's Ryder? Ryder, Benjamin, and Tatsu. Benjamin lasts the longest at 48 seconds. Tatsu... Lasts the shortest at 29 seconds. Hmm. Dear God, ECW will be dead within three weeks, like I said earlier. It's true. Bill, I have a note here that says Masters quote-unquote qualified. But how? I was. I don't know. No, because the announcer said it. Yeah, I... See, because I was looking, you know, at, at, the, at the notes, and... I didn't find anything that said, you know, where he qualified. Battle, what do you think? Do you think that the announcers are lying or Bill is lying? I played the fifth on this one because I'm a special guest. Yeah, Battle, <laughs> so, good job. Uh, <laughs> so if I ever want to come back on, I'm just going to please the <laughs> If I ever become president, you'll have a position in my cabinet. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Let's see how long you last as president. (laughs) 
Um, oh. So, you know, you, all right, I, I'll, Battle, I want you to give your two cents. And Bill, I want you to go look up Chris Vester's qualification, okay. Rural Rumble 2010. I will do that. Thank you. Um, so we're doing 21 through 25. The first thing that came to my mind was when I watched this um, was whatever happened to Yoshitatsu. Mm-hmm. He's um, an all-star. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> and the other thing, I guess, was the fact that a guy in the Royal Rumble in 2010 still looks the same in 2019 and eliminated uh, two uh, of the – well, no, we're 21 through 25. So, yeah. So, our truth still looks the same. <laughs> that was the thing that kind of popped into my head. So. Yeah, I was pretty surprised they let Truth eliminate both Big Show and Mark Henry. That was surprising. And on a side note, I also remember the Big Show versus Mark Henry feud. And I remember my uncle went to take a picture at one point. I think this was probably around WrestleMania 24 weekend. Um, and I guess they were like around. And so they both took a picture with him in the same picture. And during this time when Mark Henry and the Big Show were feuding, we would mention the picture and like, what happened, guys? You used to be best friends with my uncle. Um, what else do I have? Oh, oh, this was great. So Stryker at one point asked Lawler for a prediction. And Lawler deflects. He never answers Stryker. He says something else and then eventually goes on to another subject. And it never gets brought up again. So great. Bill? I'm still looking. <laughs> I, I I figured you would chime in on the uh, Jerry Lawler deflection of a question. You know, I, I think Lawler at the point, he's like, you know what, man? I don't really want to answer your stupid question. You give us the worst crap. I don't want to answer your shit. Um, and also, Battle, didn't you want to bring us on with Chris Masters since he's now on? Um, so, I don't know. Chris Masters had potential. Um, I really thought that he was going to do something. Um, well, they pushed that damn master lock challenge for so long. And that's what I was like, okay, maybe this is going to be something. And prime example, going back to the day when it was Yokozuna and the body slam challenge, Hmm. you know, who, who was it that finally, Broke out of the master lock. I, I'm drawing a blank on who it was. Well, see, I think in that right there is a problem. Is that the person that does break out of the master lock should be well remembered, and I don't right. remember two. So therefore, two out of three people don't remember off the top of their head. But we do remember, well, at least I do, that Lex Luger slammed Yokozuna. Right. Right, and that bumped his career. You know, in WWE, WWE, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Right. Sure. Um. I'll call it WWWF. Yeah, there we go. The wrestling, the big wrestling thing. <laughs> um, but no, it's, I, I really thought, you know, at the time they were somewhat high on Chris Masters. And I thought, well, maybe he's going to, you know, maybe he could be the one that wins it. Because he came in at 24. Um, or no, he was at what? He was yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was twenty. Oh, yeah, 24, 24. So I thought because usually, right there, and that's the the sweet spot that most people are the ones that WWE is like. Well, twenty four to what? Twenty four to twenty seven. Chances are that's going to be the winner. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I 
thought watching it, Chris Masters was going to be the winner. Sure. All right. So what happened on a taped episode of Superstars? Chris Masters beat Chavo Guerrero and Primo to earn a spot in the Royal Rumble match. Good for him. He's why? Why is he the only one has to qualify? <laughs> so basically, what they're saying is JTG is more of an all star than Chris Masters. Yeah, the Yoshi Tatsu is more of an all star than Chris Masters. Yeah. Okay, Jeez. guys. <laughs> How much time do we have left on this segment? Uh, 57 seconds. Okay, Bill. So let's play a game. All right. All right. We'll, do, we'll play another game. Another. We'll play a stable game. So this was Yoshitatsu, Big Show, Mark Henry, Chris Masters, and R-Truth. What would their stable name be? Both of you, I want an answer. Oh, dear God. Uh, the Mid-Carters. <laughs> okay, Bill, you got to beat Mid-Carters. You have about 30 seconds. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, you know, like Cindy Lou Who. <laughs> I was sounding like Beavis and Butthead there trying to come up with a group. All right, last five. 26, Jack Swagger. 27, Kofi Kingston. 28, Chris Jericho. 29, Edge. 30, Batista. I have during this segment leading into the final four, Swagger, Truth, Kingston, and Jericho. Um, I guess I will... Go. I'll go first this time. Uh, I love the Trouble in Paradise on Shawn Michaels. I thought that was really good. So Edge comes in, and in my opinion, does the 2008 gig of, I didn't know he'd be back that soon. They did it two years ago, which you can listen to in the archives. We did Royal Rumble um, 2008, where John Cena comes back as number 30 uh, and wins the thing. Uh, they did it two years ago, and it just seemed lazy to me. But the crowd was into it. and But I remember, this is what I mentioned before, I remember picking uh, Edge even before the match started, like a, like a week or two before, because I was like, I can just feel it. They're going to try, because they, they, they just, they probably don't know how to do this. So they're just going to kind of repeat what they did two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Here's my thing with Edge's return, and you're, you absolutely hit it on the head. The fans go crazy for this. Even Stryker and Lawler have a surprise reaction. Michael Cole has such a mild reaction. He's like, oh, wow, Edge is here. I'm surprised he can he could even muster that. Like I said, I, it was probably my reaction like, during the time. Because like when Cena came back, which we talked about. Yes. How everybody lost it. The announcers, the the garden lost. Me, it. I, I was there, and yeah, I remember you were there. the I, best was that I, everyone. Yeah, go ahead, yeah, I remember going ape shit when he came back, and then we hated him uh, thirty seconds later. Right. <laughs> Here, it's like, okay, Edge is back, 
But where's the excitement besides from the fans? That's where I think this moment sort of gets blown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bada, do you want to chime in on the early edge return? Uh, it. I like that Edge was back. Um, I think because he did he did that like you said he did it again because it was what Rumble was it where he came out and I think he was like maybe the last one again. That was Cena. That was two thousand eight. Yeah, but so it it was good to have him back. It was weird watching that crazy look on his face coming out of the I guess behind the curtain, like he was about to kill somebody, but it was good mm-hmm. to see that finally we got this, the real way to do the spear, not the Roman spear, but we're talking about <laughs> wow. the original spear. Matt Stryker, oh. Matt Stryker is like, call your friends, tell them what's going on. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like almost 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, I'm going to really call my friends, tell them what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, like imagine. Uh, hey, Bill, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you real quick here. All right, I'm gonna <laughs> ring, ring. Hello, Bill. It's me. Yeah. Are you watching the Royal Rumble? No, I'm not. Match Match Striker told me to call you and let you know what's going on right now. The most predictable thing the company could think of right now has happened. Edge came back early, just like everyone probably thought. And I don't know. I'm just waking you up to let you know because Match Striker told me to. Go kiss my ass. Click. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably what it would have sounded like. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's see. I also have a note here. Batista's foot stomp is dumb. What else do I got? I think that's pretty much it before we get to the final four. Um, Bill, what do you got? Um, when Batista gets out, we're already at the final four, which is a first. I don't think um, that's ever happened. Like, we've had years where it's been like there's five guys or six guys left. Here, we're just right at the four. Yes, I, I, I agree with you. Um, before we get to the final four battles, is there anything you want to bring up? Um, was this when Kofi was Jamaican? Yeah. Okay. I think yeah, he's um, Jamaican. Is he? Uh, according to Triple H, no. And then we wouldn't see him get into a good status for another number of years, almost destroying the man's career. And we didn't get we didn't get the Kofi that we get now. That was what I think stood out to me. We don't get the Royal Rumble Kofi now, but back then that jumps off the railing and right. hop. Um, I do like the the Chris Jericho and Edge factor, mm-hmm. um, and it just goes to prove once again why Jericho will probably be in my book the goat, mm-hmm. um, or one of the goats. Um, and I really thought that they were going to be high on Cena because, of course, you look at the poster and, like, Cena is the very first one on the Royal Rumble poster. So I was like, well, fuck. We already know who's going to win this Royal Rumble. No sense of having to watch it now. Um, 
I'm really surprised right now that I'm the only one of us three that clearly saw Edge was going to win this before this even happened. Because if you remember, Edge is the one that like injured Jericho earlier in the year. They were like, I think it was in April that that happened. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh, it's a nine-month recovery. And I'm like, oh, okay. And Jericho's in the Rumble. Gee, I wonder if he's going to come back and he's going to fight Jericho at WrestleMania and how they're going to get there. And that's the, I just I'm amazed that neither of you two saw that at this time. Yeah, I guess nine months is such a long time ago at that point that you don't even think back to it unless you pay really close attention like you did. Right. So, I mean, good on you to catch it. That's right. And just, I was right then. And I'm also right with the Shawn Michaels thing that we'll talk about in the next, this episode and the next two. Um, all right. So then we have Batista eliminates Michaels and it's fucking great. Yeah, it is. And, <laughs> wow. and okay, so this is where we could talk about the thing Battle wants to talk about. Did Shawn, was Shawn Michael, was this an accident? Was Shawn Michaels actually supposed to, what did you say, Battle? It looked as if, like, he wasn't supposed to be eliminated then, because it was like, he was trying to hold onto the rope, but then Batista, like, reached out to grab him. So I don't know if it was maybe a botch. Mm-hmm. Bill, where do you stand? Um, I could see that happening, but I'm going to say that was planned. But I could see, I could see Battle's point. Mm-hmm. I definitely think it's planned. I don't think there was, uh, because, I don't know, I just think it, it definitely was planned. I don't know what else to say in regards to that. Um, so yeah, I, you know, so the moment he gets out of here, he, you know, the announcers are like, oh my God, he's not going to get the, you know, he's not going to live, he's not going to fight the Undertaker. They're like, it's like a real somber moment mm-hmm. for, that they play off as. And here I am thinking of, oh, God forbid, Sean fucking Michaels doesn't get what he wants for once in his life. <laughs> Give me a break. Sean Michaels is like, is basically like the Troy Bolton of wrestling. <laughs> Troy, because... Fucking Troy Bolton in real life can't play basketball and be in a musical, but yet he does. He gets everything. Shawn Michaels is like the same thing here, in my opinion. Oh, and then after that, he super kicks the ref because he's a sore loser. Um, And I'm like, there's no logical way Shawn Michaels fights the Undertaker. None of this shit makes any sense. Why? How how they get there is doesn't make any sense today. It's funny you bring up Troy Bolton because I recently watched a Saturday Night Live skit where this is an old skit, but I gotta bring it up. Where the school for high school musical, they're having their graduation Mm -hmm. and Troy Bolton comes back to to speak to the the class. Right. Does he sing bet on it? No. He tells them that what happens here does that happen in the real world? No one sings all the time and plays basketball and sings and dances. They look at you as if you're a weirdo, like you're some kind of freak. And then Walt Disney comes out and he's like, Troy, you could come back and stay here forever. <laughs> I'll have to find that skit for you later. Well, well, you know, the other thing is that, so if you do the research in the, the school 
that Troy goes to, it is that one that Troy winds up going to, it is a hundred percent like this top tier school that would only focus on ba- on sports and their basketball program. There would be no time for him to practice anything else, let alone a musical where he has to learn choreography and songs that he has to memorize. I don't know how we got into a rant about Troy Bolton. <laughs> the fact that we just went down the rabbit hole of high school musical from a wrestling to high school musical <laughs> is the best thing in the world. Well, because they're both because both Troy Bolton and Shawn Michaels are spoiled. That's where it all comes down. What happens on this show, everybody? That's what it comes down to. Shawn Michaels and Troy Bolton are both spoiled and don't act like, oh no, he's not getting what he wants when it's the first time he doesn't get what he wants in his life. Anyway, now we have Batista versus Cena versus Edge. Cena eliminates Batista, so now we have Cena and Edge. Edge eliminates Cena. Edge wins. Uh, any thoughts before we go into the aftermath? I want to point out how quickly they ended that match when it was the three. They must have finished that match in like 90 seconds. Can I propose why? Yeah. Because Edge is still fresh off of uh, injury. And that's the other thing. That I want to I, I want to point out, and and I'm a little surprised, Jim, you haven't brought it up. Edge, with the exception of a couple spears here and there, and the eliminations, doesn't do a damn thing. I'm it's- not surprised. Battle your thoughts. Um, I wasn't. I like you said. I I I wasn't surprised that it ended so quickly, just because, like you said. Edge was coming back from injury, so I don't see him staying very long in the match. Because mm-hmm. um, looking at it, he was in there for seven minutes and thirty-seven seconds, so that was enough for him to get a couple, you know, cheap pops in, a couple spears here and there, and then just kind of let everybody kind of take control. And I, and I think that's kind of why you know they left Jericho in there. And they left, you know, Cena in there. The people that can, you know, take the load mm-hmm. and let and let Edge, you know, win. Mm-hmm. Now, I at least like I, I the only thing that I was really the only surprise that I had from this whole situation was that Edge wasn't thirty and he came out as twenty nine. But outside of that, that's it. Now, let's go with the aftermath. Bill did Edge. Go to WrestleMania, main event, win the title. What happened? And live happily ever after. Well, he would go to WrestleMania. Uh, He announced the day after the Elimination Chamber that he would be challenging Chris Jericho for the World Heavyweight title. However, it was not the main event of WrestleMania 26. It would Mm -hmm. be the fourth match to the end. And Edge unsuccessfully... Or well, in an unsuccessful attempt, I should say, lost the match to Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. So Edge did not win the world heavyweight title at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and he didn't where, even get the main event. Where was the match card wise? Uh did he? Because I know the uh, the main event here is Shawn Michaels Undertaker. You know, it doesn't make any sense how they got there. Right. Um. All right. What what and what was the other title match? Did it at least headline over the other title match? Let's ask that. 
It was the next to the last title match. Wait, what? Say that again? Okay, so you ask, where was it as far as title matches go? Right. Well, where... Okay, my question is, so there's this title, and then there's the... WWE. This is the world... Yeah, WWE. Did it at least go later in the card than the WWE Championship? No. But there was one match in between the World Heavyweight title and the WWE title match. Right, but the order should have been... Well, who was the WWE title match? John Cena, Batista. Oh, of course. (laughs) (sighs) They should have switched it. Meaning the Cena-Batista match should have gone first, and then whatever the breakup match was, and then this match. I hate when... The Rumble match is not the the Rumble winners title shots, not the uh, the main event. How do you feel about that stuff, Battle? I, you know, I'm not a big fan of whoever wins the Royal match goes to WrestleMania and main events it, um, because I mean clearly, you know, last year's. They now there's two rumble matches. Right, um, right. Who won? Wasn't did Becky win it last year? I think. Well, yeah, and yeah. Seth won the the men's. Yeah, well, and the men's is kind of like well, it's not it it kind of loses its stuff. I think the thing that I love about the rumble now over the past couple of years is the random people that they just throw out there. Um. Like, throwing out the Godfather and bringing the hoe train with him. And literally, he steps in the ring, gets clothesline, and then he leaves. Um, that's what I like about the Rumbles. But I, I'm, I just I don't like the fact that it's you win the Royal Rumble and you automatically get a title shot. Because we, whoever has the title at the time, you already know pretty much before the Rumble who's going to go after that title. So I it f- makes it... So it makes it less appealing for me to watch it. I think you might be like the first person that I've ever met that actually prefers it that way. Where the well, like most people prefer the Rumble winner. Uh, and Bill, I mean, I think you can kind of vouch for this. Though most people like myself, and I believe you too, want the winner of the Royal Rumble to headline WrestleMania like they... You know what I think part of it is? For me, I think part of it is for me, because that's what they say it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. They say, they uh, are going to headline WrestleMania, but then, like, a lot of... So there's sometimes that they don't. Like, make up your mind. What do you want to be? Bill, do you want to chime in here? I mean, it, I it's so hard because, as we've said in the past. Like, nine times out of ten, it should be whoever wins the Royal Rumble should get to headline WrestleMania. Because that's what you're telling them. Yes, exactly. that's as a company, that's what you're saying. You're headlining WrestleMania. And that's main eventing, not being... I know it's not for this case, but it's not being the fucking first match. Right. And that's where the problem is today. Is because 2011 is a perfect example. Alberto Del Rio wins, at the time, the biggest Royal Rumble of all time. He beats 39 other guys. Right. His match goes first at that um, WrestleMania 
when in all honesty, if you're not going to put it last, at least have it next to last. Mm-hmm. You know? And I would have been fine with that. Mm-hmm. Here, I don't know if I'm okay with the position, only because... Actually, you know what? I'll agree with you, Jim. I think they should have switched the order of the two world title matches. Yes. Because Edge won the Rumble. He should have the right to at least be in a main event match at WrestleMania. Right. Yeah, like, what's the point of beating 29 other... What's the point of beating 29 other guys if you're not the main event, even though you said that you're going to be the main event? And Okay. Well, let me let me ask you all this real quick. Sorry for interrupting. Sure. Talking about rumbles and all this other other stuff, and I know this is going to be off topic, but let's just go with the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Okay. What do you win with that? A big ass trophy. That's it. You don't get any push. Pretty yeah, but they never say that either, though. They never say if you win this trophy, you're going to get a title match at you're going to you're going to headline SummerSlam. They never say right. that. But the Rumble, they constantly say, and we've done a bunch of these already. Obviously, they. I don't know if there's been one instance where they're like, you have, you don't headline WrestleMania. Maybe one or two of right. all the ones that we've done. See, that's my problem. If they said, you know what? You don't say, they don't say anything. Don't say you're going to WrestleMania. Don't say you're headlining. Then I'd probably have less of a problem. But the fact they say it is where my problem is. That, and of course, they end the Royal Rumble match with the fireworks around the symbol and the wrestler looking at the logo in the ceiling. Right, like it means something, but really, in a lot, some cases, it doesn't. And... And that's the other thing, and I want to I want to ask you guys this because I just thought of this question. Yes. So, with okay, let let's go back to the 2018 Rumble, Jim, because we've done both. Uh, which one? Uh, oh, we did one, so never mind. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, the men. And no, the, we did. Wait, we did both. Yeah, no, we, we did both. both. Which one then? The women. I'll use the women for an example. Sure. That match is last. Oscar yes. wins the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Should. Now, now, let me ask you this. Should whichever Rumble match goes last, the winner is the main event of WrestleMania? So, like, that year, Asuka versus Charlotte could have been the main event of WrestleMania if they wanted to do it that way. Bill, that's a great question. I'm going to let Battle go first on that one. i got to think about it. Mm. Yeah, it's... I think with that kind of thing... I don't think at at the time WWE still was kind of not very high of uh, women's main eventing WrestleMania. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that because really the only time they care is when Ronda's around, mm-hmm. right? And you see how how they've diminished it now that she's not there. Now, granted, Becky has done a phenomenal job, but. You know, they do what? I'm saying that I'm I'm arguable on that because she's real. I feel like she's dimmed down. Like she she was hot at one point, and it wasn't really for that long. But that's not really the point here. I guess I'm just saying that's I'm arguable arguing right. on that one. Mm-hmm. But you know, Oscar wins it, and I guess that was them. At the time, they were trying to say, look, we're doing everything for women's. It's the last whatever or the women's pay-per-view. And I, I get that big push. But, you know, it, it should be 
if you if the guys Royal Rumble is the finisher, that should be the main event. So I'm gonna I'm so I did some thinking. I'm going to actually say that I'm gonna say no. My initial thought here is no, but maybe after thinking about it a little bit, I might I could see this being maybe something I changed my mind on. The reason I'm saying initially no is because sometimes the match order might depend on things outside of like, you know, actually booking the match. Yeah. So like I'm trying to think of it. There's no real example. I'm just saying like what happens if I don't know. Let's just someone has a big grand entrance they need to make, but uh oh, it looks like uh, the the pyro didn't work. And you know what? We're gonna have to maybe rechange things. And now that match is gonna be last because we need extra time to just make sure everything's okay. I don't know. I just feel like there's outside forces on that. I think the rumble is having the two gives the could give them an out if they don't feel like okay so let's say let's say let's use i guess the 2019 seth rollins and becky lynch let's say becky got injured so now there you go seth is now the main event it's just use it as a background i don't care which one of them go main events right as long as one of them does okay so like that's and obviously that wouldn't carry on to here because there's only one yeah so, um, battle thoughts on the journey of Jericho Edge. Um, I mean, obviously those two are great performers together. Um, they play off of each other. So, I mean, what do you, what do, what do you guys think? I mean, they're obviously, I think they're great performers. They should have main evented and that's what I have for that. Because I feel strongly about the winner headlighting WrestleMania like they tell me that it's supposed to. Right. Bill? Um, if, the, if not the main event, at least be the semi-main event um, with those two. Because those two can have a good match. They really can. Um, I haven't seen the match in a long time, so I can't really say if it was a good match or not a good match. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this year, or th this particular year, would have been the example of, okay, it doesn't have to be the main event because of what we got. But any other year, I'd be like, hell yeah, this should be the main event. Mm -hmm. So... All right, so let's start with our overall thoughts and then plugs, and let's head out of here. Battle, why don't you go first? Um, overall, I thought it was a, a good event. Um, uh, the Rumble had a lot of great pops and a lot of great moments that kind of made you think, oh, this guy's going to win it, and, you know... Um, you know, Edge coming back, and that was a big deal. Um, but overall, I would I would probably say that this Rumble, I, if if I had to give it a number, I'd probably say seven and a half, eight. Okay. Um, to me, this was just an okay Rumble. Uh, obviously, I thought it was very predictable um, in the Edge win, and it's a shame that they didn't headline. Um, 
of course, like you see, the big story here was the Shawn Michaels stuff as well. And eventually he fights The Undertaker. There's no real good reason for it. Uh, and even so, this is the retirement match, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. this is where he doesn't really retire either. He just comes back. Which, by the way, I remember saying to my friends that because we watched WrestleMania that night over my place. I remember saying, oh, come on, guys. Shawn Michaels is like one of the biggest lawyers ever. Of course he's not going to stay retired. I'll believe him if 10 years go by and he's not wrestling. And we were well, so close. You were close, but I was right in the end. <laughs> That's all that matters is I was right in the end. Um, so, so, I, so do you mind if I ask you, Jim? Please. If any wrestler says they retire and it's been 10 years, does that uh, consist that they have officially retired? Well, well, Shawn Michaels is just a lawyer, so I just didn't believe him. (laughs) So, like, if you told me, like, give me, tell me, um, give me an example of a wrestler. I'll tell you if I, if I would believe that they're actually going to retire when they say they will. The Rock. That's a good one. Yes, I believe him because he has way more, he's way bigger than wrestling right now. So, apparently he actually retired Friday on uh, Kelly Ripa or Good Morning America or something. Great, I believe him. Yeah, I would too. Give me, give me someone else. Let's. I, John I like Cena. this. Game. No, I don't believe it's him for shit. He, uh, yeah, I don't believe him at all. He said that. No, I, I have a hard time I, believing. Him as a oh, 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 I was gonna say he's. I was gonna say I have a hard time believing that that he would say that. Even he loves the company so damn much. Um, give me two more, and then I'll give my final pause review because I kind of like this game. <laughs> yeah, this is like the best game. Give uh, me that'll give me one, and they'll give me yeah, one. Yeah, I'll let you see go. him. CM Punk. Okay, so I'm going to ask a question to get an answer. <laughs> Are you saying in general retire, or do you mean just from WWE? No, uh, well, in general retiring. I can see him coming back for a shot for the right amount of money. I don't know if I see him going to WWE to deal with, though. And here, so side, some interesting things. Uh, so some past guests we've had have been UFC fighters, and a couple of the guys have actually trained with Punk. Um, and apparently, he's like done wrestling, like in general, from what they've said, mm-hmm. which was making me think he's done because he's making more money commentating UFC, unless he just randomly says, "Fuck it, I'm going to AEW." Right. See, I guess that's, the, I, I would, I guess, see, I don't know too much about UFC, so I didn't know all of that. Um, so in that case, he goes to like kind of rock status. If he is really doing that well, then I would probably lean towards, no, he's probably not coming back, but I don't know UFC like I have knowledge of movies. So, right. whereas I knew The Rock was doing great with the movie stuff. So yeah. I, I, I might change that answer then if I knew more about UFC. All right. Um, Chris Jericho. If he said he was going to retire? Yeah, if he uh, said. Oh, he that's a tough one. I don't think he'll ever retire. I think he'll take bumps if he's still in a wheelchair. I might agree with battle on this one. I, do I mean, he's... hell, look at Mae Young and Moolah. I mean, the woman took a powerbomb from take, Bubba Ray Dudley. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. As Bubba Ray but, said, Mae Young, the toughest man of all time. Plus, the other thing is when I hear like that you re- you know that you, you say you're going to retire, like I also consider if here's what I consider coming out of retirement: the bell rings, you're in an advertised match, and then there's a result. 
even if you just lay down, let's say, let's say someone laid down for someone else. I don't care that you were in physical, you were in an actual match. You unretired. So I guess that's the other issue here is what do people consider retired and not retired? Mm-hmm. Whereas like if he's coming, if, if let's say Chris Jericho, let's say he's in that wheelchair and let's just say he came back and he got, you know, a power bomb, sort of like a, a May Young situation at however old she was at that point. It's not in a match. So I probably would not consider it a unretirement. So I think that kind of has to play into it, is what people consider a match or not, and being unretired. So, by the way, people can find me on thatspodcasting.com, on Instagram as well, at That's Podcasting, and on Twitter. And next time, we'll be with Rowdy Ross, uh, talking about the 1996 Royal Rumble, where Shawn Michaels almost shows his dick, which (laughs) is... Which is pretty much what he is anyway. Hmm. Um, Battle, real quick, where can uh, our listeners find you? On oh, sorry, media? Battle. I meant to pass it to you. I apologize. Nah, you're good. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. It's Battle on Air, B A T T L E on Air. Um, those are both Twitter and Instagram for those. So, yeah. All right. Um, as far as the match goes, I thought it was decent. I thought, you know, not a bad start for this decade of the Royal Rumble. Um, it's better than some of the other ones we've watched so far. I mean, of course, that's saying something. Um, not As far as all time, it's not one of the best of all time, but it, it passes for me. It passes. Mm-hmm. So, um, you can... Follow me on Twitter at House of Bill, and you can check me out on Instagram at Mr. Billiam85. That's B I L L I A M 85. Um, check out my podcast, That Wrestling Show. You can check that out each and every Friday. And that's going to pretty much do it for this episode. As Jim mentioned, next time we will be discussing the 1996 Royal Rumble. Parental discretion will be advised for that one. And until then, The 2010 Royal Rumble has been eliminated.